talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers. There's always so much to discuss. Let's jump right in. It's LA Clips Forum. It's LA Clips Forum with Jesse and Brian. Welcome to the LA Clips Forum. My name is Brian Andrew. I have allergies, I believe, so I might sound like crap, but we'll see. Uh, I I have two guests with me. First, Mr. Damo, how you doing? Uh, I'm good, considering. Considering, yeah. Uh, Jake, how yo, what's up, everybody? I'm 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 hurt. Not gonna lie to you. I mean, pretty much been hurt since what Wednesday or Tuesday, whenever that was Thursday, whatever. I feel like. Once Paul George went down, I was able to temper my expectations and then still be hopeful and optimistic, but temper like what this team could do necessarily, especially if we end up matching against the Suns. And then Kawhi went down. And I think, I think after that, it's, it's not that I didn't believe in the team. It was just like, all right, I'm going to watch the games and root for the team and hope for the best, mm-hmm. but be okay with the result. And that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I don't, I'm proud of how they've played the last two games. Russ going off for 37. Uh, it would be a little disappointing if these are the final Russ games as well, but we'll have to see what he's willing to accept next uh, during this offseason. But uh, what are you guys' first initial f- feelings? Uh, I'll start with Damo. Um, it sucks, bro. I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna be real. It sucks because. You know, we was told that this is the year, you know what I'm saying, that they need to do it, like the pressure's on. And prior to the season ending, you know, it looks like they were starting to gel with Russ being added to the lineup, Bones, Mason, EG, and, you know, PG gets a knee sprain. And, you know what I'm saying, that took us out because that was towards the end of the season. It was like, well, all right, well, we still got Kawhi, you know what I'm saying, and, Mm-hmm. Russ and Norm or EG or whoever could pick up the slack until we get Paul George to return. And then playoffs roll around and, you know what I'm saying, Kawhi had a great game one. He had a really, really good game too. And then news broke out the day of game three and he's out, you know what I'm saying? And he's out game four as well. Like a couple of days later, he's out game four as well. So it was like, damn, like, it's just, it's unfortunate because it looked like things was finally starting to click with everybody together towards the end of the season. Yeah. And to go against this Phoenix Suns team, which I would admit I was a little concerned because they're so top heavy, but the guys that we're going against is, you know what I'm saying? Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, like they're really, really good basketball players. Right. I didn't really factor in too much the fact that they um they're just so so top heavy and their depth would be like you know won't be able to you know help them win a a, a legitimate series playing against a team that's fully healthy, i.e. the Clippers. And it just sucks, man. Like credit to the Suns, like they they're doing what they got to do. They're not you know they're they're winning games that they're supposed to be winning, you know, but. At the same time, if we was fully loaded, a completely different series heading back to Phoenix for game five, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. And we're at this point now 
where obviously Paul George and Kawhi are probably not coming back, and this series will probably end in Phoenix, but we'll see. You never know. Uh, but uh, it's at this point where it probably feels like if anybody's going to come back first, it's going to be Paul George before Kawhi now. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Devin Booker's looked really good. Kim Durant's looked pretty good. Uh, Devin Booker's probably the player of the series so far. But yeah, they're super top heavy. And I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal, but the Suns haven't won impressively the last three games at all. It's just, you know, we're either without our stars or, you know, we knew we were going to drop one to them when we had Kawhi. But uh, it, yeah, it's Jake, where are you at? Uh, I mean, I agree with all y'all, right? Both of you guys, I mean, Domo said it pretty much down to the T. It's like, wow, the guys that played, they did everything they could. There's nothing that could really be done after that. Like, for Norm to have a lackluster game four, but, I mean, he had a career high game three. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, yeah. I'm not going to knock him for having a, a tough game four. And it's like, am I going to knock? zoo for playing you know not so well or am i gonna knock uh bone like i can't there's nobody i can knock because at the end of the day the two stars aren't playing so when it comes down to that you know if it was phoenix and they didn't have book or kd and we were punching on them i mean you know what i'm saying like what yeah 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 it's you get me so with that being said um three to one it's not over we'll wait till tuesday extra day rest right Kawhi's day today we don't know what's happening and that's just being overly optimistic realistically i think this is a wrap you know i, th- I yeah. think it's cooked i think i think we're heading into um, off-season mode and uh i shot i mean bro shout out to russell westbrook like you know what i'm saying the unsung hero of our season where he could have just like laid it all and laid it all down and just been yeah. like whatever about everything, but he shut out Norm, T Man, every I mean everybody, everybody playing. Yeah. Man, it's like who would have thought, you know, to start the season that Russ would have played 40 minutes in a pivotal playoff game and dropped 37 without Paul George and Kawhi Leonard leading the you know what I'm saying? Like right. it, it felt like when I was watching the, the game today and when I went to the game on Thursday, it it felt like this was a rust team throughout the whole entire season. Like Will's one of those OKC Washington teams mm-hmm. where he carried them to be like a middle of the pack type of team. And it was just too much firepower for the opposing team to um to, to beat against the opposing team. But that's how I felt. It it feels like this is Russell Westbrook's team and not Paul George and Kawhi Leonard's team. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Russ, bro. Yeah, and I guess the worst part about him playing so damn well is this this performance deserves a decent payday. Like it doesn't just, like I'm not saying he's going to get another max contract or anything, but he deserves a decent payday after this. And, for sure getting paid. For sure. And with, and, and with the new CBA, we can't do that. Like the only way that I could think of is if we just offloaded all our contracts and then was able to figure something out. But I'm pretty sure for offloading our contracts, we're trying to get another star, not necessarily Russ. So it's if he wants to accept them in and come back and play for this franchise, um, I hope so. But yeah, this these are probably Russ's last games. 
and it's a shame that the season has gone the way it has but like this this series in general just seems like there's more to it than just what's on the basketball court the entire time like mm-hmm. the like the whole Kawhi, King Kawhi carried the team by himself until Paul gets back. Because, like, even when Paul went down, there was like, all right, well, if this team can't stay healthy, and if we lose in the first round because Paul's out, then maybe we should start moving Paul. And then now with Kawhi out, it's like, maybe we should start, we should start moving Kawhi now. There's like, no consistency in anything, bro. Like, everything yeah. is that, like, complete. It's in shambles. Everything's in shambles. Like, from role players to... Marcus is making 20 and he is basically ineffective. Norm makes 20 and he had a you know career game the other night. Yeah. He put his balls out there, right? And then like after that, the list falls and guys are having seven point games on eleven million dollar contracts, having donuts, having yeah. one points, having one rebound. Like there's just everything's in shambles. And like you said, one game could be like Kawhi we need to trade Paul or one game is we need to trade Kawhi. Like we, bro, there's yeah. everything's just cooked. And and then on top of that, it's yeah. And like I said, this like probably just a month ago, I was like every week it's something different. And, but I'm, I'm going to throw something out there. You two might not agree, but I'm just going to be real about it right now. Mm-hmm. I gave Jesse gave, and even Jake did as sometimes like we gave Tyloo a hard time last month. Mm-hmm. going into this playoffs about how his coaching has been. And I personally just think like a lot of this doesn't fall on Ty at this point. If he wants to stick around, sure, he can stick around. If he wants to walk away, he has every right to walk away. <laughs> like no coach probably wants to deal with this this kind of crap. So I, I see a 50-50, you know, so I, I, the way I look at it is like when he took the job, he took the job to, to, to coach the Clippers. Right. So that's yeah. how I'm like looking at it. But then like on top of that too, like the, the question availability of, you know, the stars or I mean, coming down to it straight up, our one option, our one guy, our one star, because if our second star plays fifty-six games, fifty-six to sixty games a year, it's enough. Like, and that's just plain fact. It's it's our, our second option. It's and it's not about getting hurt, it's about when you get hurt. Right. So it's like AD and LeBron have been out all year consistently back and forth been out, but they didn't get hurt two weeks before the playoffs a week before the playoffs, you know, it's about timing. And to me, it's like luck just hasn't got the best of us. Like luck, luck got the best of us, but at the same time we're here sitting like, what can we really do to maximize this? If our main number one, a star can't be, you know, just, I can't like he can't you know it's not consistent and it's not his fault he's hurt yeah and i've been i've been advocating that like we all gave Kawhi a break especially after his month off and i was like all right he's been back he's been pretty consistent like he's taking back-to-backs off but like that's what we expected i but to miss games in the playoffs because of an injury it's like well than what what we've been doing this entire time, right? Uh, 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 but yeah, it's like I feel I kind of feel bad for Kawhi a little bit. I feel bad for Paul George. I feel bad for Ty. I feel bad for the organization in general. But this is the third season in a row where something like this has happened. 
You know, it's like our healthiest team was in the bubble. And that that that's kind of sad. Um, Damo? Yeah, but you know what, man? You you kind of you reap what you sow, you know, what you put out in the universe, you get back in return. So with that being said, you know, when these guys are low managing during the season to try to preserve them, you know, for the playoffs. And neither one of them is available right now in the playoffs. You get you get what I'm saying? It's kind of like the basketball gods aren't rewarding you for this type of shit. It happened in 21 when we made our Western Conference Finals run. Yeah, it was cool, but the basketball gods didn't really like the fact that we was, you know, losing games per se on purpose, proceeding mm-hmm. our rights, and to try to take the easy way out. This year, Ty said, I'm not going to do that. We're going to try to win out the season. And true enough to his credit, they did. Unfortunately, Kawhi ended up getting hurt game one, played game two, and ruled it out three and four. So my whole thing about it is the more you low manage, the more you're going to get hurt. The more you try to prevent an injury from happening, the most likely it's going to happen. These guys are athletes, even non-athletes. If you're going to get hurt, you're going to get hurt. You can't you can't avoid an injury. It's just going to happen. You know, but yeah. When you try to be, I guess, too smart and try to trick the game and cheat the game, the game is going to cheat you. And that's exactly what's going on with this with this era, this two and three era. You know, like you know, they great, they're elite players, very very elite players. But at the same time, it's going it's getting to a point where y'all need to play. Like if you're good enough to play, you need to play. And I hate to sound cruel and cold, but that's just the nature of the beast. And now we sitting in a situation where we're down 3-1. I don't want to see Paul or Kawhi rush back to play game five. For the simple yeah. fact, I've seen what Blake, Blake Griffin did in Detroit when he had no business being out there on the floor and hasn't been right ever since. I've seen what Brandon Roy did years ago against Dallas where he shouldn't have been on the floor and he's out of the league coaching high school. You know, and... I don't. I just don't want to see that for these guys. I don't want to see these guys getting talked into playing, um, coming back early from injury and being like, "Well, a what if?" You know what I'm saying? Or damn, like injuries killed his career. But at the same time, y'all killing him for not playing a game. So it's, uh, it's just, it's just a tough slate to be in, and that's why you need to take the regular season serious. Yeah, and. Like we're not the only ones dealing with injuries. Like I Embiid looks like he's in pretty bad shape too. Like we'll see what, how that affects the 76ers. They took care of business in their series though, so and they just ruled Giannis out for game yeah, three. Yeah, so like the Bucks are going through it. We're not the only team uh going through this right now, but at the same time, we're a team that's always been going through it. <laughs> so I think that's the frustrating part. Uh, I I do. One of my first thoughts when Kawhi's news came out originally, too, was uh, I wonder if Paul George's update affected Kawhi's playing availability, too, where it's like maybe the organization's making a conscious effort to, like, what's not, if your knee's sore, what's not, like, although you played game two, if Paul George is not coming back and we have an uphill battle anyways, let's, it's kind of like, let's just throw the season so you guys are healthy for next year but i feel like we've been throwing the season for next season for this whole era as well so i i don't think it's that anymore it does seem like it's serious like it's swelling there's serious knee issues there but 
Uh, I did tell Jesse, I was like, all right, if we go down 3-1, though, this might become an off-season pod. So, uh, do you guys have any uh, quick off-season thoughts? It's a little it's a little early, but I'll let Jake go first. Uh, I mean, they're going to have to get younger, you know, off the top. We're getting too much negative value and value on dollar, like just off the top, you know. So, with Rocco not playing, with Nico kind of regressing in the playoffs – with Marcus regressing basically second half of the season, they're going to have to find a way to get some type of value at the four position for sure. And some youth, I mean, some youth, some athleticism, you guys see the teams basically one through, I mean, shit, one through eight. Everybody's like, all their stars are like under 30. You know what I'm saying? Mad athletic role players around them. It's just a different NBA. And like, if it all depends what they're going to do, we'll know more in the next week. You know what I'm saying? So if Ty Luce stays, then we have to find players that like, like accommodate Ty Lue. you know, the front office and the coaching staff can't have a different in philosophy. Like it has to be one. So if the front office wants to play wings, but Ty Lue doesn't want to do it, or Ty Lue wants to rely on a shot creating point guard, then get Ty Lue what he needs. Yeah, you know, like that matters. That matters, and they both have to understand each other. Um, <laughs> I mean, the stars will they even be here? Right? Like, is that even on the table? Because now you look at it like organizational standpoint, right? Are people going to fill the seats? Will there be fans at the games? Are people mm-hmm. going to care? Yeah, like, are, are, like, yeah. like you know what I'm saying? Like, you at this point, you become like like this laughing stock of where, where it's like, oh, the Clippers. Every year, it's the Clippers going to do this, the Clippers going to do that, blah, 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 right? It just becomes this, like, revolving door. Yeah, because, like, at least, like, a fresh coat of paint. We said this around the trade deadline, right, with a lot of our role players, but even with our stars now, maybe a fresh coat of paint. Even if you brought one of them back, but you replace the other one with, like, another star-level player. It doesn't have to be a superstar, but a star-level player. Mm-hmm. I think that could help fans get uh, reinvested into the team. But I think, like, if we just run this back with just these two plus role players. Now, if they keep these two and then get a third star, that might be enough to kind of get the fans going, okay, I think we could, you know, just in case, you know. But because I think, like, just with the new CBA in general, the team's going to automatically get younger because we're going to have to keep the two draft picks we got. We're going to have to move some of these young guys up into the rotation and we're going to have to trade all these $11 million contracts, like you said, to even try to get some kind of replacement for mm-hmm. whether it's Paul, Kawhi, or a third star. So, yeah. I don't know. Damo? Um, I think that it kind of depends on what Russ wants to do, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, is Russ willing to take, you know, a bad man? Or is he going to try to get a bigger bag somewhere else? Because the whole narrative around him was the past year and a half, his career was pretty much a, a wash. It was over with. And yeah. this past, you know, week, it showed otherwise. You know, like, he's putting the team on his back. And he got he got them going. You know what I'm saying? And that's that speaks volumes, and he may be playing themselves out of a out of the Clippers next year, like for good for a good reason. He may be playing like out of the Clippers price range, 
next year. So I think it all so depends on what Russ wants to do. If he wants to go after a bag or he wants to try to get a ring. And you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. I have been seeing people on Twitter saying, well, he may stay because Clippers save careers, look at Reggie, look at Nico, but neither of those players were the type of player that Russ is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And none of them was even close to being an MVP type player. And you know, that speaks volumes. And I agree with Jake. Um, I agree with y'all, but we need to go younger. It's, you know, we've got to move, move on from some of the older guys. And I would, I mean, I would like to see us running back with two and three and Russ for a full season, like a full training camp, a full season with bones and maybe get Brandon Boston some minutes, get Musa some like legit minutes. Um Zoo, you know what I'm saying? Help get him like a, a legit big man to, you know, to back him up. Or if he's a, a movable piece, so be it. But we got to basically go younger. And because we see it now, we see how Bones is playing with Terrence. And, you know what I'm saying? It is fun to watch and just imagine that we had like some other young guys to run. And Russ is the oldest of them, but he has the most energy. And probably he is the most athletic player on his right. team. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he's the most athletic player on his team at 34. And his energy level ne- never drops off ever. He don't take no plays off. And it will be fun to see us go younger with 213 and Russ. And I think Russ could probably be a, the discounted third star that we probably been asking for. Um, but it depends on him, to be honest. And if the front office decides that they want to continue to roll with Ty Lue, if Russ stays, there's no chance of us getting Vogel as a coach. That's not going to happen because that relationship I feel is burnt. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it all goes down to him and whatever they decide to do as far as the head coach. I did notice that Chauncey has been out here and coming to the game. So I don't know if Chauncey planning on stepping down from Portland and maybe joining Ty Lue. Um, back as an assistant, I don't know. It's you know, it's just a little speculation, but I don't know. It depends. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be against it because he did a pretty good job as Lou's assistant in the first season. Um, yeah, you're you're spot on. I think Russ. It's kind of like this off season's X factor. I, I you, you could probably look at like Ty too being an X factor into what goes on with this team as well. Um, but yeah, like the, the discounted third star because if you look at the Suns and they have a quote unquote big four. Uh, really, it's just a big two with with Chris being fine and Aiton being a, a former number one draft pick. That's all it really is. So, like, if we could do the same by keeping two one three, and then having Russ be our Chris Paul, and then we could bring in another star ish player to be a big four as well. And then you fill in the gaps with a lot of these uh, younger players that who have been sitting at the end of the bench for us the last two seasons or so. I think I, I would be for that team because it would it would probably be a veteran heavy starting lineup, but we would have youth everywhere else on the roster, plus the two draft picks we have this year. So, uh, Jake, um, man, I got I told y'all, bro, like. I'm in agreement with both of y'all. So, like, you know, I just, every, like, it's kind of day number, well, game four, down three to one. 
the question marks are there, but like we have to really wait till this game five. And then after, you know, presumably, I mean, I'm not ruling them out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm not yep. ruling them out at all. Like, I, I think that there's a chance they could win. The games have been close. So yeah. there's a chance that maybe they win game five and they go on to game six. But going from there, I, I just think um, the offseason talk, man, bro, so much stuff is going to come out within the next two weeks. Like, all the right. leaks are going to come out. All, all the craziness is going to come out. So we will see. Because I can guarantee Morris and Rocco are gone. Even if they can't trade those expiring contracts plus draft picks for a third star, those those contracts are off. Like they're if they have to trade them for nothing, they'll trade them for nothing too. So Very no matter true. what, those guys are out. <laughs> what was that, Dama? Also Eric Gordon as well. Yeah, Eric contract. Gordon. Eric Gordon as well. Like he has a non guaranteed deal, too. I believe his final season. So like, we're I think worst case scenario, even if we brought him back, we could cut him at any time if we had to. So, yeah, we could cut him without I think having to pay the rest of his contract. So like at any point we could just like take cap eighteen million dollars or twenty million dollars available, and maybe we use that for us. Like, if we can't, I'm not saying we give Russ $20 million, but maybe we do, <laughs> like, on a one-on-one or something. Uh, but, yeah, this offseason, like, there's a part of me that really wants this two-one-three era to work at some point, or at least give us a full season of it being healthy and panning out. But at the same time, I guess whatever the Clippers do with this offseason, whether it's a full rebuild, it's a half rebuild, it's trading both stars, it's trading one star, it's keeping everything intact, whatever. I I'm going to put some faith that it's the right move for this season. And then you gotta the little asterisk on top of it is the Intuidome. Like like the Intuidome has gotta matter in, in terms of marketing aspect as well. But we'll see how that goes and see how that plays. Because, like, if they trade one of them or both of them or whatever and they start the rebuild now, maybe you could get a star by the time the Intuidome opens. But if you try to run this back next season, you might not have enough time to have a marketable face for the Intuidome. But we'll see. What what I think could possibly happen, uh, well, for starters, there's no blowing no blowing this up. Bomber's not not going for that. He's gonna either retool, get try to get better, or replace. He's no it's no way he's gonna blow this thing up. He said it out of his own mouth. So mm-hmm. I could see maybe one of them going, getting dealt. I could also see them possibly going for a a more athletic four. Like somebody to, to play the four position and Russell Westbrook possibly is the last piece to get signed, like re-signed to the team. Yeah. Um, Cause I think, I think everything kind of depends. It depends on him, but I think it also depends on what the Clippers are, are doing. Cause I don't think he's going to sign a vet men right off the back, not knowing how to, the, what the roster construction is going to look like. That's just, that's just foolish. 
especially if he have other offers on the table where he could get, you know, be in a better position. So I think that he will probably be the last person to sign, depending on what type of moves we make uh, once we're able to make moves. So, Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Russ signing with any team is like right before training camp. I wouldn't be surprised if he waits that long. Unless like another team offers him like a crazy amount of money right off the bat and he's like, well, I got to take this. Like this might be my last bag in the league. Then he takes it. But I I feel like he would want to win a ring. He's also mentioned that he's not in the business of ring chasing himself either. So like I don't know if like if getting a final payday is more important than possibly getting, but who's to say coming back to the Clippers is gonna get you a ring either, right? If he could sign a vet man with anybody, <laughs> you know, like maybe someone a little bit more um what should I say closer to getting to a championship than the Clippers are. So the only thing the Clippers have going for us, like you, you brought up that some people are saying like the Clippers like to save careers and stuff. It's he went from a very toxic place with the Lakers, death threats and all that to a fan base and organization that's really embraced him and given him basically a chance to revive his career. And he might just want to run it back one more year. And if it falls apart after that, then it falls apart after that. I do got one thing to say. I think that like, bro, we're we're like ninety five percent away from a first round exit, you know. There is like nothing that can tell me that we're like close to a contender. Absolutely, like yeah. like we're we're so far from it. We won forty four games. Yep, something like, like that. We're, uh, we're so far away that like yeah, like in order for to turn this team into con- a contender, like so much has to change, like. Top to bottom, organizational standpoints have to change the philosophy, the culture, all of it. It's a, it's just so trash that like we were sold. This is the year, and from game one, it was just it's nothing. You know, it's not it's nothing close. It's legit. Like we're a bottom feeder team. We might as well be the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what we are. No, that's a, like that's a fact, right? <laughs> and it, and it's, it's funny because the last time the Hawks was successful was the year we were conference finals. Exactly, so <laughs> it's exactly the same. It's just like, bro, they went to the conference final, like play lost, lost in the play. Like, bro, what? Like, what's going on? Like, I just hope that um, I hope if this goes into the off season and that a lot of eyes are opened up to just what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like. Obviously, the whole Rocco situation too. Like, it's so much deeper than just yeah. basketball. Like, obviously, you know what I'm saying. It's obvious. So, we'll see, man. I'm excited just to finish out the series, get it out of the way. I was over there in Phoenix, game one, already talking my shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, we were super <laughs> stoked after game one, and then yeah, I feel like off the court reasons are why we're not as stoked now. It's not really even what's going on, on the court because on the court the team looks fine it's just we're missing pieces and yeah it's yeah (laughs) um i was gonna have a thought but i lost it if you guys want to say anything you guys can just fuck it man let's win like game five i hope or whatever i don't know you know whatever like if russ doesn't decide to stay next year Cool. Go get money. You know, you're yeah. 25 million walking a year. So that's fine with me. 
Yeah, I was gonna say too. The I think the the best part about this is for the last three years at least, mm-hmm. this team because I know the bubble team was kind of completely different than the team we have now. Uh, but for the last three years, this team has been a different variation of the same team. Yeah. And I think yeah. next year, even if we bring two one three back, everything else is gonna look different. And I think that's gonna be a breath a breath of fresh air at least a little bit we're still gonna have to deal with the bs that's on the top of this uh of this roster but at least everything else is gonna look different it's either gonna look younger or we're gonna have a third star or like i said we move on from two or three at least we know for a fact even if we bring ty and two and three back the rest of this team's gonna look a lot different and i think that's at least giving me at least a little bit of a hope into next season and then obviously the seasons are fluid injuries can happen like you said AD and LeBron have been dealing with injuries all year but their injuries didn't happen two weeks before the playoffs start right like if we could get some timing because when Kawhi was out for the month I was thinking like well he's out this month but he should be ready to go for the rest of the season and then all of a sudden he's missing game three of the playoffs uh Maybe I would have felt a little better about the quiet thing if I actually saw it happen on the court instead of just getting like a news update at noon, four hours or so, or five hours before the game starts. Uh, but yeah, it, 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 you can only say it is what it is so many times. But yeah, you guys have any more thoughts? I enjoy the season. Because it's about to be over. <laughs> it's about to be over, bro. When is grandfather's uh, what? Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday. I, I also want to say it's absolute bullshit that the Lakers haven't even played game three and the Clippers have already played four games. Dude, but like. If they're a seventh seed. They shouldn't get the favorable schedule. They're the seventh just, seed. What is going on, bro? Like, how but do they're they... the seventh seed, but the, the, the Grizzlies are at a two seed. So they should get the favorable schedule. Sure. But you know what you could have done? The Lakers have game three in the morning. Clippers have game four at night. So at least it's three games to four games by the time things. But I, the Clippers obviously are never going to get the noon. I mean, the evening game at, at Staples. So we're quick. And then also the Kings are in the playoffs as well. So you yeah. against three teams as, and in the postseason is pretty tough. Yes. And I believe the Kings played last night in L.A. So yeah. maybe there's a reason why the Lakers couldn't have game three in L.A. last night. But they couldn't have the noon game today. Or, you know what, give the Clippers two days off. We play on Sunday <laughs> or something like that. But whatever. Uh, I'm sure there's Kings fans or Laker fans who know the schedule's better than I do. But still, I think it's BS that I feel like the Clippers is just an afterthought with the scheduling, but whatever. That's not that's not an excuse. It's a reason, but it's not a good enough excuse. Uh, anything else before we head out? Pain, pain. All right, pain, bro. Just what is going on? Like what happened? <laughs> but you know what? This is fitting for the whole year. Whole year's it, been it, like this. You know what? Whole year's the, been like this. The Clippers might have needed this to really ask those questions in the off season. Because if we went out there, Kawhi had a great first round. Maybe Paul George didn't come back, but it was close. We lose four games to three to Phoenix. We're running everything back, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But it, if 
with everything that's happened, I think it's just like, all right, now there's questions that need to be answered. You know, from a marketing standpoint, from a team standpoint, from the coaching, from front office, Ballmer needs answers, and he's going to – we'll see what he does. So I think, honestly, maybe for the best of this franchise, we needed this to happen. But right now, it feels – it hurts. <laughs> Man, they'll, they'll say that, Brian, because I wish – I because I said it to you guys in the, in the group chat where I feel that – they should abandon everything Clipper related and just start fresh. Come up with a new name, new colors, new everything, bro. Like leave that shit in Staples Center, you know, and just move mm-hmm. forward. Like, I, I don't. It's just, it's just time for a completely, a completely new uh, rebrand, man. Like we're not the only team that's done it. Other teams have done it, so we should be able to do it as well. And just, just move on from this shit. This Clippers shit is just. Toxic, bro. It's toxic. This shit is toxic. Like we are, like the we are the New York Jets of like the NBA. Like this shit is like toxic, bro. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. I'm sure the Jets have won something though. (laughs) You're right. Actually, actually, you're right. (laughs) Worse, right? We're like the Houston Texans or something. Like, like oh man, dude. But hey, we are still, Brown, you, but we're still the, you get what I'm saying? Like you, you're right. That's a great analogy. The Texans to the Cowboys, but yeah, it's yeah. I don't think Ty Lue is going to return next year. To be honest, I actually think if he doesn't return, it's because he walked away, not because he got fired. Same. I think he's going to walk away. I think. I think he's done. When he said in his interview, he said, um, uh, like. Phil Jackson told him like every three to four years, like reevaluate where you're at and maybe walk away and come back if you want to come back. Well, he's hitting that mark after this year, and it, with everything that happened, there's no better way of saying like, yeah, maybe I should walk away from this right now. So, but if he wants to, if he wants to coach, I'm not against it because I do think next year's roster is going to keep him from having to play like vets and stuff too much. But we'll see. Uh, Jake, you got anything to promote? No, I just want to say thank you to everybody who purchased the T-shirt. Obviously, you guys saw what we've been planning for like the last month. Uh, worked really hard on it. NBA license. And I'm happy that all of you guys got a piece of it. It's done really well. The numbers are crazy. So I appreciate all you guys. And um, baseball stuff in the next three weeks or something like that. So whoever's into baseball, you know what I'm saying? We'll get some stuff out there for you. Sweet. Damo, I know you have a new pod. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to record um, episode four tonight and hopefully get it out by late, late tonight or not early morning tomorrow. So uh, just be on the lookout for that. And yeah. Yep. Uh, it's a really good pod. I've listened to it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, you can find our pod where you find your pods, you know, at LA Clips Forum on Twitter. Uh, we have a Patreon. Me and Jesse really needed to get the NBA Rivals Forum going, but I think we've been so tense with this Clipper stuff that we had to focus on Clippers. And you know what? The Clippers are giving us uh, uh, a couple free weeks after this, I feel like, so we'll be able to get some stuff done. Um uh, but we appreciate everyone. You know, you you guys can be doing anything with your time, but you're listening to a podcast after your team went down 3-1. So we, we appreciate it. And we're out. Peace. Peace.